0: get me out of this get me up off this gurney right now i get me out of here rob rob yeah yeah i hear you
1: how the hell did you end up naked on a metal table i told you
0: i told you that creepy doctor hill had the hots for me and you wouldn't listen to me get me up oh my god get all right, me out all right of this situation. hang
1: on I'm, I'm untying you here that it's it's a little hard with these dead people grabbing at me um Uh, This is out of control. Okay, I I got one. Um,
0: Oh, my God, get me up. This is so creepy. He's so gross. He's so gross. Who would have thought that, like,
1: our experiments on fetal pigs and dead frogs would lead us to this?
0: I mean... I don't... It's gotten so out of control, Rob. We're going to need a lot of, like, uh, uh, damage control on this one. I don't uh, think they're going to, like, care for any of our theories on reanimating the dead after this. Hang on, I got to grab
1: this fire extinguisher. This dead guy's
0: getting really randy Oh, my God, he's... This is so creepy. Get, I do not like this at all. I don't want dead people touching me. I don't want Dr. Hill touching me, especially with his head not on his shoulders. I, I Where is Dr. Get Hill, me, by the way? I don't know. Just get me off of this gurney. I'm nude. I, I, I gotta oh get it. Oh a, my God. I
1: gotta. Uh, you're gonna have to wear this dead person's clothes. To, here, just oh come up. Are, oh my God. Are
0: you sure you're not enjoying this? Why would you even ask me that? Um... Don't look down there. Just get me up. Okay. Just okay. get me up. Here here we are. Oh, God. How are we going to get out of this? Oh, uh, geez. You know, there's Dr. Hill. Oh, Holy fuck. Oh, my his God. His head is off his body. W- what's going on here? I tell you what, that head was almost somewhere on me, and I don't want to talk about head oh. right now, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, my God. You know what? They're not going to let us stay in this school. I think our scholarships are done, my friend.
1: Yeah, we're... T- you know how I don't know how we get ourselves into these situations but every single
0: time we always seem to do this crap. I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. Herbert West is at the top of his class in medical school. How can you teach such drivel? These people are here to learn and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. What are He's you? brilliant but a little
1: weird. I've broken the six to 12 minute barrier. I've conquered brain death. His experiments have always been unorthodox. It was dead. But lately they're getting out of hands. And he's just made a discovery that could wake up the dead.
0: Herbert West has affected
1: reanimation in dead animal tissue. What are you thinking? How do you feel? You. you? 15 cc's of reagent being administered. Once you wake up the dead,
0: you've got a real mess on your hands. Dead? Not anymore.
1: Herbert West brought a lot of dead people back to life. And not one of them showed any appreciation. H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror, Reanimator. Mr.
0: West. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head get a job in a sideshow?
1: It will scare you to pieces.
0: All right, all you Midnight Mass Creature Cast fans out there, we thank you once again for joining us. This go round, we're going to be doing Reanimator from Ooh. 1985. I am your co-host Mark and this was my ever awesome co-host. I am Dr. Robert West. <laughs> <laughs> and it was your pick. Um yes. So, was. when did you see this Dr. West?
1: My goodness. Um I think I saw it maybe 91 or 92. Okay. Um, So I'm...
0: Yeah. Video video on TV?
1: (laughs) Definitely video. Yeah, you know me and my uh, VHS. Gotcha.
0: And I'm assuming, what did you think of the first go-round?
1: I loved it. This was another one of those uh, Jeffrey Combs weird H.P. Lovecraft movies where it was just you know, that was my jam back then.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I, now, since you said it, this was actually based on the, uh, novelette Herbert West reanimator from 1922, Mr. Lovecrafts. Um, and then now I first saw this in the theater. Like I am pretty sure it was like first, like the first opening weekend. And I was like, what the hell am i experiencing (laughs) i had never seen anything quite like this in a good way i love the thing then um it was just (laughs) i don't even know if i could put into words i just never experienced anything quite like this the 80s were pretty cool because it seems like unless the ratings board got a hold of your picture um there was a really lot of uh envelope pushing films Coming out right and left, it seemed like there's a barrage of these like um, filmmakers doing things that like really hadn't been seen before. Uh, And it was just really cool, I thought. And I think they wanted
1: to push the envelope with like the gore and just like the really messed up stuff that was happening, along with the nudity as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Just like scenes that you've never seen before or probably after. (laughs) Yeah. Now, this was director Stuart Gordon. Um, he brought us From Beyond from 1986 and Dolls from 1986 as well. Uh, he also did Robert, Ro- Robert, Robert, no, <laughs> Robot Joss from 1989. He's done a lot more, but those are three I wanted to just push out there to people. This film also spawned uh, two sequels, uh, both starring um, Jeffrey Combs, and then a couple other people would show up for Bride of the Reanimator from 1990, and then Beyond Reanimator was from 2003.
1: Yeah, that was quite a a stretch in time for Beyond Reanimator to come out.
0: Oh, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Now, not only did this one kind of like... Put Stuart, Gord, uh, Stuart Gordon on the map with like horror enthusiasts. It also like really jettisoned Jeffrey Combs' career and Barbara Crampton's career. Those two, especially from this film. Yeah. Now Jeffrey Combs plays Herbert West. He is our reanimator. Um, and a couple of films I just want to mention: The Giver is a really cool movie from '91. There's a movie called Doctor Mordred. It's basically Doctor Strange, if anyone's out there like comic book nerds, um, but they lost the rights to it. But it really is pretty much just an ad- adaptation of Doctor Strange. But they're calling him Doctor Mordred from 92 and he plays Doctor Strange. Mordred. I'm going to have to check that out. It's fun for what it is. I actually think we could get away with it on here, maybe, if we ever want to do it. And then another Jeffrey Combs role that I love was from 96. It was The Frighteners, Peter Jackson's film, The Frighteners with Michael oh, J. Fox. Oh, yeah, where he plays yeah. the dead guy. He's just, I, I love that movie. Um, And then uh, Bruce Abbott is another med student. Dan Kane, and I'm afraid I'm going to call him Dean Kane, but it's Dan Kane. Yeah, I thought Um, of Dean Kane, too. (laughs) right, right, right. He is kind of like the yin to um, Jeffrey's yang in this film. And doesn't Um, he look like Bill Pullman? Like a young kind of yes yeah. yes he does yeah now two films from him that i recommend people checking out is bad dreams from 1988 um and then casual sex also from 1988 and casual sex has a uh, friend of the pod leah thompson in it who we talked about from howard the duck when we covered that oh yeah then uh i've already mentioned her but barbara crampton is in the film and she plays the girlfriend of um Dan Kane she's Megan Halsey and a couple of films by her I'm not going to stop at three there's too many to do but she was in Brian De Palma's body double from 84 then she would star in your next from 2011 which is a really creepy ghost film then if you want witches she was in Rob Zombie's The Lords of Salem from 2012 um then she would oh i'm sorry i lied your next is not a ghost one that's like a home invasion i'm sorry i apologize the ghost one that she did is we are still here from 2015 which i really like that one creepy creepy and then if you want vampires you can go with jacob's wife from 2021 and those all feature uh, barbara crampton who i love um she is I, great Oh, I love her. I love her so much. You know, when she's like ageless, she looks just as good now as she did. Like when she did this movie, she's I don't know. She's got like a pact with the devil or something. She just looks great. (laughs) Yeah. A lot Um, of them are drinking
1: like the baby blood and stuff.
0: Something. Yeah, (laughs) something. (laughs) Um, And then just really quickly, she's the daughter of Dean Halsey and the actor that portrays him is Robert Sampson. Who is also a friend of the podcast because he was in City of the Living Dead from 1980 uh, by Lucio Fulci. Ooh. He played the sheriff because I knew you were going to ask me. He was Sheriff Russell.
1: Sheriff Russell. I you know, I didn't even think of that.
0: I did. I looked at, I I always do my. My investigating before oh, we yeah, start no, the you, show. I know you. You do. You're
1: you're like the guy who does his due diligence, and I'm just the like the person who's like, <laughs> what's a what's going on here? I'm just on the show <laughs> to be no, on the show. <laughs> no, no.
0: You, your your suave voice uh, balances out my shrill, gay, piercing voice. So <laughs> we, we're, you're yeah. my yin to my yang.
1: You know that's strange because like um my co-host Jim on the OGMC pod, he he's like. He didn't know you were gay. He was like, he doesn't sound gay. I was like, that's what I tell him. I was like, he doesn't <laughs>
0: sound gay. He just sounds like a dude. See, I would think with the dicks in my mouth would be a total giveaway. But I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, creepy Dr. Hill is played by David Gale. Yeah, now, and, oh, I mean, he the, nailed that role. He really oh, my God, he's amazing. Um, now, two films that you want to check out from him is Savage Weekend from 1979 like a slasher kind of proto slasher. And then the brain from 1988, which we could also cover on this at some point. The brain is an awesome film. Now just a shout out to uh, Carolyn Purdy Gordon, who was at the time the wife of director Stuart Gordon. She's in lots of his films. She plays the doctor in the wraparound part in the beginning, in the end, uh, in the emergency room with Dr. Kane but I love the actress. Uh, she was in lots of uh, Stuart Gordon's films. She was in Castle Freak and Dolls and the Pit and the Pendulum, but I just love her. So I want to give her a plug. And then I don't, I'm probably not speaking for Rob, but to me, really the main star of this whole thing is Peter Kent.
1: Um, I'm looking, who's Peter Kent?
0: Melvin, the reanimated nude zombie. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm i'm looking through the imdb cast list and I'm like, I, where where, where?
0: Uh, no he was actually uh he did a lot of work with arnold schwarzenegger he was his stunt double oh okay yeah the the big muscular uh stem okay yeah yeah, yeah. but okay. he's also a friend of the pod because he was in dead heat from 1988 which we did on the show he played smitty smitty who was smitty i don't even know but he was in that and he's new in this so oh he's- okay
1: so he was probably a new dead person in uh dead heat too then
0: probably probably <laughs> and he was also in the dungeon master which is a really fun one uh if anyone ever wants to check that out so now i'm done with my movie recommends from mark okay so now this clocks in at 84 minutes which i think is a pretty. Good time for a horror movie. It's it's not too long. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It flies by at a really good pace. Like there's no like checking your watch on this one, I don't think.
1: Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, it kicks you into the action right away pretty much. It sets up the characters for the story and then you're just like going. You're,
0: you know, you're it, there. Yeah. You hit the ground running yep. like right off. <laughs> <laughs> So we open in uh, Pasadena. No, I'm sorry, Switzerland. Uh, And I'm doing little air quotes because they actually filmed in Pasadena, but it's supposed to be Switzerland. Um, We're at the uh, University of Zurich at the Institute for Medicine. And the police have uh, arrived because they've been called by a very distraught woman. And on the other side of the door, we hear Dr. Gruber shrieking and screaming as they bust in. They see Dr. West is kind of leaning over him with this like little um, syringe. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Gruber is not looking so hot.
1: No, his like head is, or face, his eyes are like pulsing, almost like they're breathing.
0: Yes, yes. He he does not look good at all. And then what is transpired is West has given him what he claims to be too large of a dosage. Mm -hmm. And he admits that he didn't kill him. He gave him life. So, so this is our first tip off that there's something up with West. Yeah, and I'm wondering did he actually
1: um like did Dr. Gruber die of a heart attack in the lab and then Dr. West was like, "Ooh, um a fresh corpse." That <laughs> just kind of gave him, you know, he was testing how much of the green fluid that the the human body could take.
0: Right. Well, and it, okay, so we later find out that all of this stems from Dr. Gruber's Notes and everything, and Wes just kind of tweaked it and perfected it,
1: right? Yeah, because he was the one who, um, what was it, brain death between uh 12,
0: like six to 12 minutes, I think,
1: something, yeah, something like that. I, yeah. I'm trying to figure it out, but oh, wait, I yeah. have it in my notes. Hold on a
0: second, yeah, I do too. I'm pretty sure it's six okay, to 12. yeah, six to 12. You're right, yeah, um, but now, see, okay, so going back to what we were talking about though, like, so. Was Gruber part of the experiment? I wonder. Like, was he in on this? Was he okay with this? Or is this something because West <laughs> is clearly unhinged? Yeah. <laughs> like, did Gruber did- make him
1: unhinged? Like he's like, okay, I am going to end my life and then you can resurrect
0: me. <laughs> right. Exactly. And they just have the dosage wrong. So I wonder that. I wonder yeah. if it was like he in you know, on yeah, I I right there with you because they're really not kind of a hundred percent clear on this. All right. So now I really quickly want to talk about the score. Um because the music, to me, it's so very much like a riff on Bernard Herrmann's Psycho score. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all, but like the strings and everything, which I love about this. It really adds to the tension. So I, I love the score very, very much. Uh, and then from this scene, we kind of break into that really neon animation uh, oh, medical yeah. illustration, which, which I, I thought think is awesome. Cool. Yeah, oh, awesome. That. So now from there, we are at the Miskatonic Medical School in Arkham, Massachusetts.
1: And there is no Arkham,
0: Massachusetts. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's all H.P. Lovecraft lore here. Yeah. Um, So we see our other med student, Dr. Kane. Well, I actually think it's kind of cute because I I wrote Cute Dr. Kane. (laughs) Um, And he's attempting to save a patient, but it's not. Going so hot. Yeah. And um, actually, okay, so in this, they were saying that he was so into this, uh, he actually broke three of the woman's ribs Ooh. during this scene. Yeah. Wow. Um, right. So he was
1: this like was, method acting.
0: Right, uh, right. Big right. time
1: right there. Yeah.
0: And this is where I already mentioned the actress, um, Carolyn Purdy Gordon. This is Dr. Harrod. And she tells him, you know, you just, sometimes you, a good doctor just knows when to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so he takes the corpse down to the morgue and we see our security guard down there and they have a little bit of a banter and everything. And the door's locked. So he's got to get inside. And once he's inside the freezer, you know, there's a whole bunch of corpses around and everything. Yeah. Um, and then back in the morgue, we see who come we come to find out is Dr. Hill. And he's working with this like. It looks like for all intents and purposes like a blowtorch to me yeah, but it's supposed to be like a laser drill. I thought it was um, a blowtorch. I was like what is he doing yeah, with that blowtorch? It's his, it's his, okay so what it is is it's Dr. Hill's like patented uh laser <laughs> drill thing that he's he himself has come up with this. So it's actually a big deal because it's gotten the school notoriety. It's gotten them um uh It's gotten Dr. Hill notoriety. It's gotten – what is the word? I'm missing it now. Oh, God. It'll come to me. But so it's got a lot of money, funding for the school and everything. So it's kind of a big deal that the doctor's doing this. So anyway, um, so the dean is there as well, and he's introducing Herbert West, uh, who's in his third year of the medical school. Uh, He's introducing him to Dr. Hill, and he's introducing – Uh, Dr. Kane to West as well. So basically we're kind of getting all of our characters right here really quick. This is also where we kind of get that there's this animosity between West and Hill because West already has all of this prior knowledge that Hill claims to have, but Hill doesn't really know quite as much as West does. Right. Um, And he's accusing um, Hill of basically plagiarism and his work is outdated. And, you know, he's his ideas are basically stuck in the early 70s. Um, And so because West, you know, what they don't know is that West is already. uh, Are performing some of these things like on Dr. uh, Gruber and everything. So what is theory to these people is already practice to West. yeah he's cray cray <laughs> <laughs> he's he's all in yes so we see dr kane is in need of a room a, a roommate a roomie so he puts his little uh notice up on the board and then uh this is where we meet megan meg barbara uh, and then we see them very intimately Because next we like fade to a sex scene and it's interrupted by Rufus, the cat, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which pay attention
1: because that cat is going to come into play in a little while.
0: Oh, poor Rufus, which I'm kind of surprised you picked this. Cause I know your love, not that I hate cats, but I know your deep love and affection for cats. So I was surprised you were okay with this film. Uh, but anyway, so, um, in the conversation, we find out that, you know, Megan is the dean's daughter and they know that he knows that they have a relationship. But I don't think he's quite understanding the depth of their relationship. And he probably wouldn't be cool with it if he knew that they were being sexual. Yeah, he, he doesn't know that they're having sex. Right. And she plans on marrying uh Dr Kane or no Kane sorry he's not a doctor yet uh Dan Kane M- Meg plans on marrying him as soon as he becomes an, an MD so this is like a serious relationship in her mind and his as yeah. well Um, so, um, and they have a very cute relationship, everything. So she goes to leave, but right outside the door is West and he's already being very creepy (laughs) and he's already decided that he's going to be the roommate. It's not really up to Kane to accept it or anything. He's just going to be moving in because he's got the cash and everything and, meg's really not cool with this idea she's kind of like giving you know kane the side eye like we really don't have to decide this right now but like west is moving in he wants to make sure they have a basement and everything and he's (laughs) got the cash to prove it and he's really like creeping meg's really getting the bad vibes i think kane's just seeing it as like hey he's gonna pay cash i got a roommate but she's really not like liking this
1: right she's like i don't Um, i don't want that weird guy here
0: Right. And she's even like, so why did you leave Switzerland? But like West is being very evasive and everything. Um, So the next scene, we have Dr. Hill performing the like scalp removal on the cadaver. And anytime he makes a comment, Wes starts snapping these pencils. <laughs> and I
1: loved it because he's just like being the ultimate distraction in class. Uh,
0: it's like silent protest. And Walt's like, how the hell many pencils did he bring to class? <laughs> you
1: know, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, where is he pulling these pencils from?
0: Right, right. Um, I have my theories, but I don't want to get into that. His um, personal anyway. Moment. Yeah. Um, what's that smell? Anyway. Um <laughs> So any theory that Hill's putting out to the class, West is basically protesting it, like calling him on it, you know? And he's mm-hmm. like saying, you're wasting these people's time with this dribble, you know, yeah. like you're, you're, what you're presenting as fact is not actually that.
1: Yeah. Because he, he's like, he's privy to the knowledge that, you know, it lasts longer than that or something. Um Where Dr. Hill is just like, this is what I'm, you know, I'm going by the books that I wrote or the books that
0: I read. Exactly. Right. (laughs) And he makes that comment that he should get a pen for the next class. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, like he's already, you know, Dr. Hill's like, it's going to be a pleasure to fail you. Like there is no love lost between these two people. Mm -hmm. So there's a dinner party and to celebrate, you know, Dr. Uh, Hill getting the grant. That's the word I was trying to think of earlier, you know, getting the grant based on his laser drill and everything. And the Dean is just pleased as punch. And, and the attendance of the dinner party, it really is just the the Dean and the Dr. Hill character and uh, Megan. And she makes note that she needs to leave and go study with Kane. This is already where I think Dr. Hill is showing his creepiness towards Megan. I feel because he's not wanting her to leave. And he feels that she should like study here. Oh,
1: you know, I didn't even pick up on that. Okay.
0: Oh, see, I think he's just a creeper from the get-go with her. Um, Yeah, I didn't pick up on that
1: until much later on.
0: Yeah, so he's like, you know, have her study here. And then Kane shows up and it's still like, uh, Hill's like trying to have him stay for a drink and everything. And they're like, no, we need to go study. And then even after they leave, Hill's trying to like plant the seed of like doubt in the Dean's mind about the... Um, like allowing his daughter to, to date this Kane character. Like maybe he's not like the best person for her. Mm -hmm. So that night at Kane's um, she's really legitimately wanting to study and Kane's trying to get all, you know, hotsy totsy with her and she puts a stop to it. And um, basically when he confronts her about like what's going on, like she owns up to the fact that Wes creeps her out. And then she's points out that Rufus who loves everyone doesn't even like Wes. Like he hides when, when he shows up. Yeah. Yeah. And then she notices that Rufus isn't even around and they attempt to find him. And then they go on this search for Rufus.
1: Which is, so uh, oh, yeah, it's, go ahead. it's really strange because it's like, you know, like I said, the, the movie sets little, little parts up and you're like, Suddenly she's talking about the cat, you know, missing. And it's like, that's very strange. And Rufus doesn't like Dr. West. And then all of a sudden they're on the search for the cat.
0: Exactly. Well, so they kind of hear a noise and they're creeping around and she goes to West room and there's a little window bedroom bedroom window crack. So you think, well, didn't, you know, Rufus jump out or jump in or something. But then you see the mini fridge with the door ajar. And that's when she peeks in to find the corpse of Rufus in the fridge.
1: Which, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that part. I, I knew it was a fake cat, but still. Like,
0: you know. Yeah. Um. So. Actually, some of it wasn't a fake cat. It was a corpse cat. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. That. yeah, it was already dead. They didn't kill it for this, but it was uh, the corpse of a cat. Um. Anyway, Um. so. In the interim, West has come into the apartment, and he's behind her, and he's demanding that she get out of his room, but Kane has come in because he hears the interaction between them, and that's when—I'm going to call her Barbara, I'm sorry—that's when uh, Meg points out that Rufus is in the fridge, and West is trying very hard to kind of veer the subject away from the cat— to make it seem like you're invading his space that he is private to him. But then Kane's like, why do you have my cat? And then he gives him some like rigor moreau. Like he found him in the garbage with his head in a jar. And then Kane's like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, oh, you were in class. I didn't want to just tell you because you would be upset. I was going to tell you later. So I put him in the fridge and blah, blah, blah. And it all sounds very suspicious.
1: Yeah. And he's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Your cat's dead. You know, that, that kind
0: of thing. Right. Exactly. So... Later that night, Kane's asleep in bed. Um, Unfortunately, he's wearing pajama bottoms. (laughs) He hears these like odd cries emanating from somewhere in the house. He gets out of bed, slips on his robe, and he goes to investigate the apartment with a baseball bat. He goes to West's room. It's locked, but he hears more of these like weird screams and they're emanating from the basement, which is also locked, which we know that like West was all hot to find out that there was a basement. He was super thrilled about that. Yeah. So in an effort to get the basement door open, he kind of loses his balance and he stumbles down there. And what he finds is that West is being attacked by a cat on his back. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, and I also love, this also reminds me of Psycho, when, spoiler alert, they find the mother of norman in the basement and vera miles hits the light and the light swinging which causes that really odd shadow effect to go back and forth back and forth oh. well the same thing is happening down there like wasn't there's light it, not light not light light not light yeah
1: wasn't it i thought it was blinking i didn't think it was swinging back and forth
0: i thought it had been hit i could be wrong oh, but it still okay. gives you that black that off and on effect yeah like that, in Psycho. that, that it still really gives you that weird, effect. yeah <laughs> yeah Definitely um, creepy effect. Right. So now the cat's off his back. Rufus is all around the basement, back and forth, back and forth. Um, so now the crazed cat jumps towards Kane and he hits it with the bat smashing against the wall and it falls down dead. I'm using little air quotes, dead again, because <laughs> sometimes dead is better. Yeah. Um, and then this is where Kane realizes that it was Rufus. Well, that's also when like West finds the humor in this and he screams, Look out! causing, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> Kane's not going to find this funny because it's his cat, yeah. So, this is where West kind of fills him on in on the whole theory about the reanimation serum and. Kane, of course, like any other person, is not buying this. So he goes to prove it to him and he injects the cat with the serum. It's horrible because he was saying that, you know, birth is never easy, you know.
1: Yeah, and it's like don't expect the cat to do the tango because it's got a broken back.
0: Oh, yeah. The whole thing's horrible. Anyway, and so it's basically the second time it's now been brought back from death. Um, and this is where Wes confides in Kane that he needs his assistance. Um and Kane kind of looks at me, he's like, Have you done this on people? And mm-hmm. he doesn't really get a response from West, which leads us to believe, and everyone, you know, that yeah, he has because <laughs> mm-hmm. we know this. <laughs> um, but Kane doesn't know for sure. But the you know, the non response, you know, kind of like lets him know that. Anyway, um so Megan, in the interim, has come up between the two men and she sees what's happening and she screams. So the next day in the dean's office, Kane, for some reason, has gone to spill the beans to the dean. And he also lets it slip that Megan was privy to all of this as well, which goes to infuriate the dean more. So now he wants... Kane's like access to the Morgan, everything restricted. He's just kicking West out. And mm. he also doesn't want, you know, him to have really any relationship with Megan anymore whatsoever. Yeah. He also wants a written, a written apology. And, um, if he finds out that there was any of the school's equipment involved in any of this, there's going to be criminal charges pressed and the student loans are in danger of being rescinded.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of, uh, it's a hefty punishment there.
0: That is horrible. And then of course, Kane trying to be noble about all this. He's like, don't take it out on Meg. Um, You know, she tried to stop me, which kind of just infuriates the Dean even more. Mm -hmm. So down at the morgue, Kane greets the guard (laughs) um, as he goes to check in on the corpses. Um, But it's actually a ploy because the body bag that he's pushing contains the body of West. Once inside, the two of them go to the freezer and set about trying to find the perfect victim to test this ceremony. Yeah, Which, Rob, that's... would you be down with this or would you be like, get the hell out of my apartment? I want no part of this.
1: Yeah, I would No, I wouldn't be down with that. No, um,
0: I I would so be like,
1: no. Like, dude, you killed my cat. I'm done with you.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, OK. See, Well, OK, that and I would be also... I've gotten because it's not like you could just become a doctor like you can't, you know, go to like Sally Struthers and give her like 20 bucks and take like an eight month course. I mean, this is a lot of work and you're already in jeopardy of like losing it all over this crack quack. Even though you've seen it happen, it's still like Frankenstein level shit you're doing here. You know what I mean? It's stuff. that's like no, thank you.
1: Yeah. You don't want to have anything to do with it, really.
0: Yeah. But anyway, uh, for the movie to proceed. Kane's bought into this and he's going to go along with it. Okay. So, you know, they're turning the corpses down because, you know, like one's got, um, you know, uh, like one was like a burn victim and one has a shotgun wound to its head and everything. So they find one John Doe that seems to be, have no – um heart damage and they go to set about recording what they're doing. So it takes place on October 10th at 10 33 PM. Um, the male was in his early twenties, uh, no deformities. Uh, he's in excellent physical condition and how, um, anyway, um, yeah. Uh,
1: did you notice that, uh, uh, Dr. Dean or whatever, he was examining the body. All he did was lift the sheet and like, look at his crotch.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> what I would have done. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway so they inject 15 cc's of the reagent at the base of the neck so at the upper level in the hospital the dean has arrived with uh um megan in tow and he's in search of Kane. so now we're flipping back and forth so at the morgue there's 15 seconds have gone by nothing's happening um outside you hear the phone ring and um it's the Dean trying to locate Kane because he's already figured out that he's probably going to be going down to the morgue. If he's going to be proceeding with these crazy experiments. Mm -hmm. So Wes decides to increase it by 20 CCs. Uh, And now they're paging uh, Mr. Kane and um, the Dean asks the nurse at the desk to make sure that Megan stays with her. While he goes to look for Kane on his own and Megan's freaking out and everything. Um, so Kane's like, we failed, let's just leave. And then West is like, no, the corpse failed, not me. Cause he's like a megalomaniac with all this.
1: Yeah. He's uh he's just as bad as Dr. Hill, although le- a little less creepy in, in certain ways.
0: Right. He's too, um, He's too single-minded, I think to focus on anything but this. Right,
1: cuz he West. wants to yeah, he wants to see it through and like uh I don't know, he if he's got dreams of like conquering death or something. But, yeah, he yeah.
0: wants. I think he wants the notoriety and like maybe probably the money that would come with this and the fame. He just wants that for himself. Yeah, likely he just wants to yeah. be known for that. Yeah. So all of a sudden, our corpse arises naked and freaks out, and I say, "Thank you, movie."
1: Um, <laughs> now, um, did you? I gotta ask. Did you watch the uh, the unrated version or?
0: Oh. You know what? I meant to ask you that. Yes. So yeah. I watched it on my Arrow video release and it is the unrated version. What did you watch yours on my um, friend?
1: I want, I had, I bought it on prime, like, about five or six years ago, and found out that it was like the I call it the quarter Caligula version because <laughs> it, it doesn't. The movie that I saw on VHS was very tame compared to what I saw <laughs> recently. You know, um so yeah, there's it's a the lot Verhoeven of mix. Yeah, there's a lot of nudity, a lot of gore, um and there was m- much more than was on the original
0: VHS release. Gotcha. Okay, good. Good for everyone involved. That's all I can say. Yeah. So Halsey's made it down to the morgue. He hears all the commotion, but he can't get inside the freezer because it's been locked from the inside which kind of seems like a bad idea. Is that something that can happen? Like, can you, The, the fr- I don't, I can't imagine that. I really can't imagine that. Yeah.
1: Like I know freezer, like, you know, the meat lockers and stuff, they can be
0: locked from the outside, but I've never yes, seen one. because that happened to me one time at my job at Jack in the box. I oh. was only there three months and like every horrible thing that could happen, happened to that job. But you anyway, got
1: locked in the freezer.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, it was horrible. Um, anyway, so He's banging to get in. The corpse is just beating the bejesus out of the other two inside Cain yeah, and West. That thing—it's like it has no. Uh,
1: it's it, basically the corpse is relying on the most primal instincts, which is just kind of like adrenaline fueled.
0: Oh, totally. Like, yeah, he's like way being. out of control. Yeah, but eventually, so. The way it's positioned is the dean is right on the other side of the door, Mm -hmm. which the reanimated corpse decides to just push down and it lands on the dean.
1: And like, how strong is the the corpse or how weak is that door that it can just be like busted? I
0: think it was the corpse was super strong because the guy was beefy. So they went that direction. But then with like you said, the like the adrenaline rush from being reanimated, Mm -hmm. like just made him uncontrollably strong. Oh, and did you Uh, hear
1: that smush and bones cracking? Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So West has decided that the body was dead too long, but Halsey is dead right now. So West wants to use him. um, And um, so Kane places the Dean on the gurney, which I'm like, Kane is just. I don't know what he's thinking, but he's just down for everything without questioning anything, which I don't think that's the way that this should be going. Yeah.
1: Oh, you missed a part where uh, Dr. Dr. West takes the bone saw and
0: forces it through the uh, the muscle. Oh, yes, that's right. I threw his back out the front of him. Yeah, Yeah. that's how that's how he gets rid of him. Yes. (laughs) So now they decide to record what they're doing with the doctor. And then so West is getting the dosage going. And the nurse gets a call and sh- that means she heads off leaving Megan alone and gives her the opportunity to escape. Mm-hmm. So she takes the escalator down to the morgue and they've decided to use 12 cc's uh, based on the freshness of the body. So <laughs> West in all of his like s- s- snobbiness <laughs> leans down and whispers, I'll show you. To the corpse of the dean. So he gives him the ejection and then the reanimation starts at 17 seconds. Yeah. You see the elevator door open and then Megan starts like sheepishly exiting, calling for her dad. Right. And
1: that that kind of sets him uh, sets him off on like a
0: damn bitch, (laughs) which I would never call Barbara a bitch. I love her so much. I don't think I really call anyone a bitch. But yeah, I love I love Barbara so much. So Kane says Meg, which automatically gets her going and she heads towards the morgue. She enters just in time to see that her reanimated dad, which she doesn't know he's reanimated, is choking both men. And he's got this like super inhuman strength. She freaks out. Dad drops them both, and he retreats. So during the commotion, the security guard comes running in, and he checks on Kane. but then Wes explains, tries to, like, explain why Halsey is crouching over in the corner. Yeah. Well, now Megan's, like, ranting on and on that. So, okay, so Wes is trying to feed this, like, BS story that the, Dean was upset and Megan's like, he was upset, but not that angry that he would like be choking the men. And then they spied the dead guy on the floor. And that's when the security guards like I'm calling the police. hmm. So this is where Kane just like basically drops the floor and goes into shock. Which
1: is so, I I don't understand, like the the strangeness, uh, you know, that the placement of that, you would think um, Honestly, like if he was going to go into shock, it would be after directly after being choked or seeing like two dead bodies being resurrected. You know,
0: And I kind of think.
1: Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, and then Jeffrey Combs is kind of like comforting him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I kind of think in my mind it was just he was running on like no thought, just action. Oh, okay. And yes. then when his mind had a chance to catch up with everything that he has done it just overwhelmed him and he couldn't take
1: it yeah so he just he was burned out like all the adrenaline was gone and he just shut down after that
0: yeah and i think the brain caught up with the action like there was no thought process he was just running on like instinct like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and like everything was just like so fast Mm -hmm. and then he had a chance to process it and he just couldn't handle it
1: yeah that's true i never thought of it in that respect
0: um, that's just my take. I'm not, that's just what my spin on the things. So next we see, uh, Dean Halsey in a padded cell. <clears throat> and, and he looks like he's rabid. Oh, he does look very rabid. Now <clears throat> the cell, for some reason <clears throat> extends off of Dr. Hill's office. And there's like a, a, like a one-way mirror. So you can like view the, the, the patient through the, yeah. The glass. Now the, the cell itself was so shoddy that um there were actually when he reacted too strongly, uh the uh, Mr. Samson, uh he would knock the walls down, so he had to be very careful with it because it was so uh shoddily built.
1: Oh, the um, way that they built that part of the set,
0: right? Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. So okay, so now Megan's upset so Dr. Hill sees this as the opportunity to come in and really up that like creepy comfort factor and like worm his way into her you know like good side that's where I was getting those creep factor vibes like big time oh my god so he's like there's no way to determine a course of recovery and he's got to do some kind of like uh, further procedures to, to figure out what's exactly wrong to make the doctor act like this or the I'm sorry, to make the dean act like this. So he actually tries to get her into signing a release form to, like, allow the, allow Dr. Hill to perform whatever tests he needs to do. Because he's feeling that a, the problem is neurolog, neurological. Yeah. And he's like, you just got to trust me. And I'm like, that's the last thing you want to do. <laughs> right. Uh, um, don't put
1: the care of her father into that guy's hands.
0: And, of course, she's so distraught that she agrees um and uh he feels that there's something to do with the right frontal lobe and uh, she just she just needs to let dr hill help her um which is no so she signs over the paperwork and then um she just wants to speak with her father but you know of course dr hill forbids it and uh starts to mix them makes the move on her which is so creepy because like she's upset and she's so much younger and just the whole thing is yeah, Gross. <laughs> it, it, it feels so
1: very wrong.
0: Right. And then cut to me making out with the corpse from earlier. Oh, God. The, uh, the shotgun face one. <laughs> uh, no, the one with the, the guy drilled, the Schwarzenegger stand in. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Or was he? Uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So um <clears throat> then we get that jump scare scene where like the dean is banged, slammed his head against the one way mirror. Oh yeah because
1: he says that you know you can't be seen through like you can only see you can only see in but he can't see out but yet we come to find out that I guess the dead can actually you know see see through the one-way mirror you know
0: well we'll talk oh okay
1: <laughs> i don't uh, know that's the that's the impression that i got especially you know when uh when hill shows back up to that room later on
0: so and this will really come into play later in the film, but we may as well just talk about it here. There was a subplot that never really got fleshed out. that Dr. Hill had psychic abilities. Really? Yes. Huh. And it never got thoroughly delved into at all. Okay. But there's that scene coming up where uh, he, he can communicate through the glass with the Dean. And then he, much later on, well, well, he he almost has like a mental control over all the corpses later, mm-hmm. but that's because of that. But it was never fully fleshed out, so it's oh. just kind of hanging there in the air.
1: You know that makes a lot of sense as we delve deeper near the end of the film uh, as to how how certain things were accomplished. Because let's yes, okay, yeah, we'll we'll get into yes. that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, then we just see Hill inside the padded cell with two orderlies and they're trying to, like, pin the dean down to start the process. Mm -hmm. So back at the Halsey house, somehow Kane has managed to get inside. And so he's already in there when Megan arrives home and um, she demands answers and he's kind of like stammering with giving her a response. Um, She slaps him one time and, you know, he, he... He tells her that, you know, uh, his father, her father's not insane. She slaps him again and he says, he's dead. Your dad's dead. She crumbles to the floor um, and he drops down with her and he says, you know, you know, it's true. Um, And he says he'll tell her everything. Now we're in the dark basement with West and he's interrupted. He's looking at his little microscope and surprise, surprise Hill has entered the basement, which I guess everyone just comes and goes into other people's homes in this film. Right. There's no knocking. No. And everyone leaves their house unlocked, I guess. Um, So the d uh, no, I'm sorry, the doctor is there because he's got some very curious questions about Dean Halsey. Um, his heart fibrillation is very uh, odd, and his pulse is super erratic. Uh, Wes says that there's nothing to discuss with Dr. Hill because he's already told the police everything he knows mm hmm And this is what Hill reveal reveal reveal. Oh my gosh! Hill reveals that he already knows that the dean is dead, Um, and he makes the comment that he's got uh, that uh, West has a very interesting laboratory down here, and that he points out that they're both scientists and he wants to know about West's discovery. And he threatens to have uh, West locked up as a madman or a murderer. And he's going to be blackmailing him more or less.
1: Yeah. He wants uh, all the he wants doctor, like everything that all his notes and the discovery. And he's like, you know, this is this is going to be mine. Your name is going to be in the history. He's going to
0: take credit for all of West's work, which Mm -hmm. he basically kind of stole from Gruber and expounded. on, (laughs) Right. So foolishly, because clearly Hill thinks he's mentally superior to West, and that's going to be his downfall. Anyway, his hubris, his hubris. So Hill's looking in the microscope, which means he's turned his back on Weasley West. So it looks like West is cowering away from Dr. Hill, but he is not. What he's doing is he's slinking backwards to grab a shovel. Yeah. So while West is busy looking at the cat specimen underneath the microscope. Oh, you mean Hill, West, not West, right? Sorry, Hill. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hill is looking at the specimen. West clogs him on the head with the shovel, knocking him to the ground and then he takes the advantage to basically decapitate Dr. Hill Which, with uh, that another shovel. Another
1: of the uh another of the ASMR kind of squishy sounds here.
0: Oh, right, yes, yeah. This is like super gory. The movie is a super gory film, mm-hmm. and they do very well with the practical effects. So and now <laughs> he takes the decapitated head and places it in like a metal pan on the table <laughs> um, next to him, <clears throat> and he has to use a... So what it is, it's like a... Old fashioned note holder, and it's basically a large nail that was hammered into like a wooden base or a metal base. And you would just jab paper and paper and paper onto it. It would hold your paper in place. Yeah, I remember those things. (laughs) Okay, I first learned what that was from the movie that we talked about earlier. um, Don't look in the basement. We mentioned that because we were talking about what film and they were playing Don't Look in the Basement. Oh shoot, we were we just talked about it not too long ago when they were watching another movie on TV and the movie they were watching was Don't Look in the Basement. Was that uh, this...
1: was that Fright Night?
0: Was it maybe? I, I maybe it was know. Fright Night. Anyway, but yeah, so there's a scene where someone gets killed. They get that jabbed in their eye. And that's where I first learned what that was. Oh, um, and, and I've okay. been fascinated about those ever since. But anyway, so that's what he's like, propped his head up on there. So it stays up now.
1: This is where I think Dr. West messed up because he was like, oh, you know, I've never tried it on different parts of the body.
0: before." Pieces. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, again, I think that these two gentlemen suffer the same uh, Achilles heel. And that, like you said, is their hubris.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because like, if it were me, I would have just kind of reanimated the head.
0: Yes, least. one or the other. And <laughs> yes. it would have been the head because yeah. it's not nearly as dangerous as the, uh, <laughs> the headless body. Right.
1: <laughs> uh, but no, uh, Dr. No. West has to reanimate both the head and yep. the body.
0: Yeah. And then so, (laughs) so of course, West and all his, it like blinds him to things. So in all of his like stupidity, he starts wanting answers from Hill's head. Like, you know, what are you feeling? What are your thoughts? Like for scientific purposes, but Hill's just pissed off, and he calls him a bastard. And then the body knocks West unconscious from behind. <laughs> yeah, like West totally forgot
1: that the body was on the floor behind him, injected with that uh, glow stick fluid.
0: Yeah, because he's just being so scientific. He does not once did he think, "Hey, this guy's going to want revenge because I've just decapitated it." <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So now we're at Hill's office, and Kane is going through the files. Megan's decided to go into the padded room with her father because she wanted to do that before. And she was told, no, this is where Kane finds the ultra creepy Megan file that Hill has kept on her this whole time. Oh, dude. <laughs> I
1: was like, that's an altar inside of a folder right there.
0: Yeah, that is so creepy. Um, that's why I keep my file cabinet locked. <laughs> That's a,
1: uh, you're, you're, you've got your own dedicated file cabinet to like the creepy uh, hair clippings and nails and stuff like that.
0: Of Alec Baldwin. Alec. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, while he's looking through that, Megan has because like the dean once again is crouched down. She touches him, but he's like of no threat really now because he's been lobotomized by our Dr. Hill. so he's just frightened now he's like really been knocked down a couple notches so back in the basement west comes to and realizes that his lab has been wrecked and his things are taken and hill's gone kane shows up um and this is where west lets slip that he's got some serum left up still upstairs and he also says that he had to kill him but he's not dead anymore because he tried to blackmail me. And then he says he wanted you to disappear. (laughs) So he's like still trying to like keep Kane involved in all this madness. So Kane reveals his laboratory laboratory find about the Meg file and. um, That the doctor's psychotic and they need uh, to protect Megan from him. Yeah. Back at Hill's office, Hill enters with his. Head still in the <laughs> pan on the pin, and uh, he gives himself another injection, um, to make his like because basically, without that, he's losing consciousness more or less, he's not nearly as alert. Oh,
1: really? Yeah, I wondered. I thought that was like basically perpetual, like, once you get the injection, you know, that's pretty much keeps you going for what you know however
0: long yeah well and also remember that west wasn't sure how much to give just the parts
1: oh right yeah that's true
0: yeah so his body's not like the best at mobility because it doesn't have that head attached so it clumsily opens up that little uh compartment and pulls out those blood bags and squeezes it into the tray so now he's got some blood too to like you know get oxygen to the brain and everything yeah which if you're dead why would you need that (laughs) right well yeah um so this is when, as we discussed earlier, Hill goes to check on Dean through the glass. And then you get that thing where Dean can kind of see through the glass. Yeah. The the Dean, not Dean. The Dean can see Hill through the glass and vice versa. And um, this is where the uh, doctor, Dr. Hill, gives Dean the instruction that he needs to head on and go retrieve uh, Megan because he's got the hots for even in the afterlife. So now, back at the morgue, we've got the body of Dr. Hill with this fake ass head (laughs) On top of its shoulders. (laughs) And it's got the little scrub cap and the scrub mask. And it's carrying the duffel bag, which contains the real Dr. Hill's head inside, which is clearly suffocating because it's been zipped closed. Yeah. And our security guard is looking at Boudoir Magazine, which, Rob, do you have a subscription to Boudoir Magazine? I have never even heard of that. (laughs) So anyway, our security guard doesn't really even pay much attention because he would have, if he looked up, he would have noticed the fake ass head or the little like clay ear fall off of the fake ass head yeah. uh, as Dr. Hill enters the morgue. But he I does not He just had this. some
1: kind of life-size Mr. Potato head that he put on his
0: shoulders. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so once inside Dr. Hill's head is relieved as, as the duffel bag is open because he can now breathe safely again. Um, and the body heads to the freezer and wheels out a fresh, fresh corpse um, back at the Halsey house. Kane gets uh, uh, Meg out of the bed and he's worried about her and he feels horrible about everything that's gone on. Um, He feels paranoid about what's going to transpire and he doesn't want to lose her. And she says that he should transfer schools uh, and he wants her to move on and marry someone else. And then she really breaks down and says, you know what, she wants to hate him, but she just can't. And they really have that strong connection. But unfortunately the tender moment is broken up by her father's arm punching through the door. Um, Kane is knocked backwards and the Dean has come into his own home and he's going for Meg. He's going to drag her away.
1: Yeah. Okay. I got a question about this part here after, you know, the father attacked and basically took the daughter away. Now, did Mm -hmm. you think that Dean was dead and perhaps might have been revived by um, Dr. West?
0: Uh, Honestly, uh, I. I never thought about this until just now
1: see i just thought about i, was I like, think he's maybe I think he was killed <laughs> like because when you see his head hit the wall there's like a like a brain blood spot there or whatever oh okay
0: see i was just going on the theory he was lobotomized uh, <laughs> hmm. um, i'm wrong? not discounting what you said at all i've just never thought about it rob
1: uh, yeah, that's like, I never thought about it before until I saw it again last night. And after I watched it, when uh, when Meg's father attacks and pushes uh-huh. Dean, uh, Dean hits the wall. And it's like, you see, like, it looks like a brain splatter and like a, a big blood spot. Yeah, there. no, you're absolutely right about and that. And so I was like, I wonder if, like, uh,
0: you know, if Dr. Because West- I don't think a lobotomy would cause you... <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't make you impervious to to death and pain like that i don't think yeah interesting huh so i think
1: that the you know that's my theory is that um dr West. i keep wanting to call him jeffrey combs but yeah dr west came in and saw that dean was dead he was like oh shit i need this guy because i can't fulfill my plans without him
0: oh wait no no he no he was already dead because that's no, no, he was already no, 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 he no. No, not the dead. dean,
1: not the dean, the the dean Kane guy. What? All right, hold on.
0: Oh I, no, no, I I'm don't think. Look he at was the dead. cast and crew. I'm so sorry, Dan Kane. <laughs> yeah, Dan, Dan Kane. Yes. No, I do not think he's dead. No, I do not think he's dead. <laughs>
1: oh, because I when the father attacked no. him and pushed him into
0: the wall, it's like you saw. I'm that sorry, we're having two different conversations. Spot. Oh yeah, no, I don't think he's dead at all. Oh, I don't okay. think. No, okay. I'm so sorry. No, no, I'm so sorry. No, because Dean Halsey was reanimated by Wes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, I don't. I don't think so. But let me let me let me sit on that and think about it. Okay. 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 All right. So now, <clears throat> where are we at? Um, oh, okay. So we're inside the morgue, and we have. The head of Dr. Hill watching as his body is now performing his um, super patented laser operation on the corpse, (laughs) laser uh, on the cadaver that he's wheeled out. Yeah. Now, really quickly. um, Mr. Gale. David Gale, the actor, has a full head of hair. But they could not match the like dummy head's hair to his. So he actually is wearing a toupee through the entire movie to match the dummy's hair so that it didn't look inconsistent. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, all right. So. <laughs> oh, you
1: know what? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to screw you up because. The guy's name is not Dean,
0: it's Dan. And yeah, that's what I said, Dan Kane. Yeah, that's how the conversation got screwed up. Yes, yes, yes. That's okay. Because to me, I want to say Dean Kane all the time. I'm surprised I've not done it. I probably have. (laughs) Um, Yes, (laughs) somehow we're putting like Superman in the movie. Okay, anyway. So um, there's a knocking. The doctor's body stops the procedure and he lets the Dean in with uh, Meg's unconscious body. He lays the body next to the head, and the doctor is super happy about this. Oh, yeah, his eyes okay. light up.
1: And this now, is where I call it the, the quarter caligula cut, because we get a lot of exposition with nudity here.
0: Well, Okay, this is where it gets super creepy to me, because her father strips her clothes off. Yeah, that's also weird. <laughs> okay, so now she's strapped onto the gurney. Fortunately... For Meg, one of the wrist cuffs is not tightened correctly. Mm-hmm. All right. So back at the Halsey house, um, Kane's been knocked unconscious. West awakens him, and the two head off to the hospital. At the hospital, Hill's copping a feel of Meg's breast. She comes to, and she freaks the hell out <laughs> because <laughs> attached to the body is that weird-ass fake head. yes. Luckily, her arm is loose. She knocks the head off. It goes flying, which reveals a headless body copping a feel of her breast. And she screams. Oh, my God.
1: And she looks over to her right or to her left, whichever, wherever the tray he's in. And he's just like, yes,
0: yes. Now he's got his head. His body is holding his decapitated head in his two hands. And he's looking over her. He starts confessing his love to her. And somehow in his crazed mindset, he believes that she's going to love him back, which I'm like, no. Right.
1: He's, But <clears throat> again, I'm thinking like he's just letting her know what's going to happen, that he's going to kill her, re- lobotomize and then reanimate yeah. her. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. No. Um, and then. She's screaming for her dad, and her dad's almost kind of responsive in a weird way. It's like he can, there's something still in him that's clicking with her. You know, like he's got that Um, puppy dog look in his eyes. Yeah. You would never overcome this trauma ever.
1: Never, no. you know. <laughs> Ever.
0: Barbara Crampton's been put through
1: a lot in these films, man. Because I mean,
0: <laughs> what happened in From Beyond, and then Oh Yeah this movie. So yeah. she was not the first actress hired for this. Oh really? I the first actress hired for this. Her mother read the script and forbade her from doing this after reading this scene she's like you will wow. not do this film who who was the first actress? i don't know they oh. just said that the first actress hired her mother for forbid her from taking the role um which this was the scene i remember sitting there in the theater thinking i've never ever seen anything like this in my life yeah. in a film true ever truly ever. weird ever. that like yeah this that, isn't your dad's Disney film. No,
1: that will shake you to your core and then like yeah. shake you back.
0: So now she's completely nude. We cut to like the way Mr. Gordon has filmed this. Her legs are kind of bent uh, like so the knee is up towards the ceiling mm-hmm. and Hill's head is getting closer and closer to going between her legs. Right. Which and I lose to
1: cunnilingus. <laughs> I thought that was like a bit a comedy bit
0: right there because that. Oh, made me it's horrifying. Out loud. So like his head is going to be performing. Yeah. Head. yeah. Uh, uh, and he's so got anyway. a big
1: old grin on his head.
0: Oh, his yeah. And his too. head's bloody. The whole thing is super <laughs> repulsive and icky and creepy and just sexual, but so not sexual. Do you know? It's like, you've got the nudity there, but it's not arousing at all (laughs) because it's frightening as hell. It's Um, like the weirdest
1: weirdest kind of porno movie you could ever watch.
0: Right. So luckily, right before anything more can transpire, West interrupts and uh, Hill says that he's happy that he's already there because that way it saves him from having to send for him later.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And and then this is where Wes makes the comment that no one's going to believe a talking head, just get a job at a sideshow.
1: Yeah. but it, And then he's like, it's like a very Scooby-Doo moment because he's like, you didn't think that I'd come here without a plan. And then um, Dr. I forgot it. Dr. Hill and says, you didn't think that I didn't have a plan either? So it's, it's kind of like a very cartoonish
0: Oh yeah, well this whole thing, and not in a bad way I do not at all mean it disparagingly, but this whole thing feels like a cartoon in a lot of ways Not in a bad way, it's just there's, there's uh, reality is thrown out the window pretty much from the get go.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, just that part struck me as being cartoonish because you get the monologue from the villain where he's like, we came here with a plan, but I have a plan as well.
0: You know, (laughs) like that whole thing. Yes. Yes. And in the interim, while this is transpiring, Kane's taking advantage of the situation to cover up Megan and loosen her and free her. Um, So when he'll, um, reveals like that he's got a plan, all of the corpses surrounding them and body bags suddenly set up because he's injected them all with serum. Yeah. Um, So Wes tries to attack with his own serum, but he's thwarted thwarted because he's trying to do it from behind and now
1: like is this the part where you're talking about that uh dr hill has some psychic ability because he just lifts his head up behind him and looks you know he's like oh you've i see you've got the serum trying to come up at me from behind
0: maybe yeah because it's not really addressed so we don't know it's just speculation but maybe or maybe he just figured out hey he's got to take advantage of trying to get me so it could go either way but yeah so the corpses grab him and uh there's a He's got a new laser surgery for the uh, laboratory, um, and um, we see that the dad is attacking Kane, and then Meg's trying to like reason with her father. It's not really working too well, and that Kane is trying to reason with Hill about killing. Uh, you know, you don't want to kill Meg. You know, she's going to get hit in all of this, but that's really falls on deaf ears. It's to no avail because. Hill's just playing on, hey, I'm gonna kill her and bring her back to life anyway. So it really doesn't matter if you do kill her. Yeah. So the couple's trying to fend off all the corpses, and this is where the dean grabs Hill's head and starts to squeeze it.
1: While oh, he's squeezing the yeah, head, because the she's pressure on the out. head.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The pressure on the head starts to negatively affect the corpses right and
1: that also like you do you're making a lot of sense now where you say like the the kind of psychic connection where that that really ties into that
0: exactly so while the dean is squeezing the head hill's body comes up and starts to squeeze the dean from behind while this is going on, West comes up from behind Hill and gives him like a double shot of the serum from both sides to give him an overdose, which causes him to release the Dean, mm-hmm. who in turn completely smashes the head of Dr. Hill. Yeah, that was
1: one hell of an effect right there.
0: Oh, yeah, this has got some great gore effects. So and, this causes all the reanimated corpses to kind of like flip out.
1: Yeah. They're just going, they're like trying to climb the walls, pulling things and, and just like breaking everything in there.
0: Yeah. Now earlier our security guard went on break with his boudoir magazine and he's come back <laughs> he <laughs> and finished. he's that all hell is broken loose. <laughs> um, But instead of helping, he just kind of runs off.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would quit that same day, like, if I saw Oh, hell that yes.
0: Hell yes. <laughs> but in the interim, Hill's collapsed body has now, its intestines has burst forth out of it, and they're, like, sentient, and they're attacking West.
1: Tentacle porn.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Now, there's also, like, this broken pipe is forcing this noxious gas in there. There's a gas leak going on. And somebody also dropped like sulfuric acid on the floor. Yeah. All hell's breaking loose. Seriously. Um, There's also like another corpse who's like fiddling around with like the power box.
1: Yeah. Like that person was flipping out, like trying to like yank all the wires out of the wall and everything.
0: Uh, Yeah. So the Dean now has saved Meg from the female corpse. Um, but now he is a, he himself is attacked and torn apart by all the other corpses.
1: Which another great effect where you just like see a body being ripped in half and everything. Oh, yeah.
0: So West has the notes, but he's still entangled in the intestines, which is spewed forth from Hill's body. The couple, uh, Dan and Meg, are retreating down the hallway away from the morgue. But West calls out and tosses the... Notes to Kane. Kane comes back to get them, but in the interim, the one shotgun corpse grabs him and tackles him to the ground. So, to get away, Kane's got to jab his fingers into the open wound of the guy's forehead.
1: <laughs> the eye poke of death.
0: Yeah. So now, the elevators come. Th- this allows him to get free from that one. The elevator comes. They've made it to the elevator, but not before the animated burn victim reaches in and grabs a hold of Meg's neck and begins choking her. So now Kane's got to leap off the elevator, run all the way back down the hallway, grab the fire uh, axe, c- you know, break in case of emergency, run back down, chop the arm off of the uh burn victim, reanimated corpse, and get rid of that body so they can exit with the elevator up to the next floor.
1: Yeah, so they can escape. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I just said so they can escape.
0: Yes, unfortunately, all of this took way too long and Megan has now been murdered. So, upstairs on the Floor where the emergency room is, there's chaos of people screaming. We see Dr. Kane carrying Megan's lifeless body to a uh, bed in the emergency room where we again see Dr. Um, her- Herod from the beginning. He drops Megan down on the bed. He tries everything he can to bring her back to life. Again, a good doctor knows when to stop. It's not working.
1: Yeah, flat
0: line call the time of death. Everyone departs. He bends in for a corpse kiss. Then he reaches into the bag, which he had from earlier, the duffel bag. And in there is the serum. So he cannot let her go. He's going to inject her with the serum. He bends down and says, I love you. He administers the fluid in the back of her neck. The music starts. The scene freezes. They fade to black. And then we hear Megan scream and the credits roll. Over the psycho score. (laughs) Psycho-esque score, I should say.
1: And that brings up a whole bunch of questions. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like my one biggest question is like
0: how how dry is she gonna be? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, no, not that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I shouldn't put words in your mouth.
1: how did doctor because we know that there's bride of reanimator and beyond reanimator we um, do know this um and so like how did doctor west escape like that room filling up with all this noxious chemicals and like just complete chaos and intestines wrapped around him um because for all intents and purposes we think that he's dead but we do think this yeah.
0: well he and actually uh doctor west returned for both of the sequels
1: for Bride of Reanimator and um well I saw him in Beyond Reanimator, but I never saw Bride of Reanimator.
0: Oh yes, yeah, he returned for both. Um, and actually Dr. Gale returns and um uh Dr. Kane returns as well. Oh, cool. Okay. Yes. Um for I'm sorry, for uh Bride of Reanimator, which actually Bride of Reanimator how do I explain this? Um, the book that I mentioned earlier, uh, Herbert West Reanimator from H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, they kind of split that into both films. That so both films kind of has parts of that book in Reanimator and Bride of Reanimator.
1: Yeah, because I have read the H.P. Lovecraft uh, Reanimator tale. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is interesting because. I got a little bit of trivia that Lovecraft never really liked his reanimator stories and wrote them only because he got $5 per installment. And so like he only did them because he was getting
0: paid for it. Interesting. Interesting. When you find out stuff like that, it does make you question, uh, like how much they put into it of themselves or was it just like really a payday? You know what I mean?
1: Rob? Oh, I'm, no! I'm still here. I'm listening to you.
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh no, he's been decapitated by Doctor West. <laughs> <laughs> you would hear squishing sounds. <laughs> yeah, it's a squishing sound. Um, so now, Rob, yes, what did you sir. think about it this go round?
1: Uh, I loved it, especially having seen the unrated cut in like 4K Ultra HD. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Um. This is a timeless movie for me, something that I'll always love. And it's like I put it up there with like basically all the Lovecraftian films featuring Jeffrey Combs. He's like uh, immediately recognizable, the same as Bruce Campbell for me. Like, you, you
0: know. Oh, it. yes. Yeah yeah. 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 Yes. And yeah. so
1: it's like this is this goes in the pantheon of like Lovecraftian films for me.
0: Yes. And then, so our listeners out there in uh, podcast land, would you recommend it to fans of monster movies?
1: Hell yeah, monster horror movies, uh, gore films. This this checks all the boxes, and this is all
0: practical, folks. Yep. No, there. I don't think there's any CGI, right? No, I don't really think CGI. Pretty much, I mean, it existed, but it. Maybe the Gordon, maybe the for the lightning. most part, I don't think he really
1: relied on that at all. Maybe the electricity when they were yanking the wires out of the wall, or
0: perhaps that was real, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, but uh yeah, as far as the creature effects and stuff like that, no, this is all practical. Yeah. Awesome. That fake head. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love the practical effects. They just make, they bring a sense of realism to it where, like, CGI yes, it's could it's very not. tactile. Yeah.
0: Yes, Yes. Now, um, as far as this was your pick. So, um, as far as me, I loved it. I forget, this is one of those films that I forget how fun it is until I watch it again. I'm like, Oh my God, I had a blast with this thing. Um, it's, And I don't care. I, I really don't care about the runtime of movies. I mean, they could be slow paced. They could go on for five hours. It's I'm fine with that. Um, this one is a really fun, fast film. Um, the, the effects are amazing. Uh, I love Stuart Gordon. He's just got a fun, like really twisted sense of humor. Uh, Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Gordon. No, Barbara Barbara Gordon from Batman, (laughs) Barbara Crampton. I mean, this is what kind of like set them on the horror trajectory of their careers. Yeah. Um, it's just well-crafted. Everyone is in on like, kind of like the joke of it all. You know, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun folks. Um, I will be honest with you. I was like, Oh, reanimator. Okay. Uh, But then I watched it. I'm like, I love this thing, but I, it's one of those films. I forget how much I enjoy it until I watch it again. Like it's not one of those ones I'll pull out and be like, I'm going to watch reanimator. But once I put it on and and it's over, I'm like, my God, I had fun with that. It's, it's a ton of fun. Um, A 4k male butt has never looked better. (laughs) Um, It's got like super gore effects. Uh, like for people who love their, like, you know, like zombies, you know, cause they're reanimated dead, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's so much fun people. It's, I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, it's clever. The script is clever. Um, if you haven't seen it for a while, pull it back out and watch it again. Cause it really is a blast. I, I can't imagine anyone walking away from this, not, not, uh, like really enjoying it, loving it. I, I, I just. Top notch for there's a reason I think this one falls in the classic 80s category, I feel. Um, Yeah, I just I'm really glad you picked this one. Thank you, Rob. This was fun.
1: You're welcome. It definitely deserves to be among the classics because it it truly is one of the greats.
0: It's just so twisted. Oh, that's that's another thing. I got to say this. So David Gale's wife divorced him because of this movie why because he was so creepy in it the the scene the with Barbara Crampton oh with just, the giving her a wet willy in the ear and then well know. just the whole like kind of sex scene she it just they it separated their marriage. Wow. So she thought yeah, like he, he might have enjoyed saw the theater bit and she's just like, nope, it's done. We're done. Oh, which I almost think there have to be more than that. But yeah. But it anyway, it feels yeah, like there
1: should be more than that, because like when it comes to movies, you got to separate like the
0: right, the right. It the makes the artist, you wonder yeah. if there's not more to that. But anyway, yeah. But anyway, I just had to get that in there. OK, but anyway, so our next go round is my pick, but I got no pushback from Rob on this one at all. I'm so excited about this. It's a chorus line. Yeah, I mean, I've been waiting to do I can't. I can't hold the joke, man. No, we are going to be doing Pumpkinhead. Oh, my God. I love this movie so much. I am so excited about doing this one from 88. Yes, a pumpkin. Dan head. Winston directed Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. <laughs> so I promise I won't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep doing it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, I' so stoked to do that one. Um, yeah. And if you I would mean, like to, re- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: you probably wouldn't be stoked if you had picked like uh, Pumpkinhead, Red Wings, or something like that. Because that's a little bit worse than uh actually watching
0: the first pumpkin head? Um, it's it kind of has its own little place in my heart. Oh, really? Uh, okay. It's fun to see Soily Moon Fry.
1: Yeah. Punky um, Brewster, man. Gotta love Punky Brewster.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I see where you're I definitely see where you're coming from. I, I'm not gonna like Stand down anyone who says it's trash. I'm definitely not that's I'm not going to do that. Well, I'm not saying um, it's trash. I'm just saying no, it's No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah, it's definitely not up to par the first one. That's for sure. <laughs> um yeah, it's no virus. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you would like to get a hold of us and give us any movie recommendations, if you wanted to give us any praise Or constructive, kind criticism. uh, I am always on Instagram at Midnight Mass Creature Cast. And we've been getting a lot more uh, followers. So thank you for that, everybody. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Not just my family members. Not just your family. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) That's great. And uh, also, we can be reached at mmccpod at gmail.com for, like you said, praise, praise, Constructive uh, criticism. Con- what's that? that constructive word? criticism. Yeah, constructive criticism, but like yeah. not not kind constructive criticism, but civil. Yes, civilized constructive civil, yes.
0: criticism. Yeah. Yes, and not constructive circumcision.
1: The three C's: civilized, constructive circumcision.
0: Right, <laughs> and uh, we. owe oh, and I mean this. I know I say it after each show, but I, from the bottom of my black heart, this would not be as fun if we didn't know there was someone out there listening to us go on about these things so we thank you for joining us because the more the scarier
1: that's right and to tag on to that i mean it really is great knowing that we're not just putting things out there to hear ourselves talk and until next time we hope you stay spooky